0: Hi, I'm Erin Swarovski.
1: And I'm Austin Shaw.
0: This is Between the Keyframes. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about kind of an intro to professional practices. Now, this is something that you teach, so um, you have a nuanced kind of agenda for us. And when I was looking at it, I was really like, wow, this is... This is a lot of episodes because once we get into like little things, there's a lot of granular stuff to talk about.
1: All right. All right. Where should we start? Well, I like definitions. I like words and what they mean. Mm -hmm. So I have a definition for professional. The noun definition one, a person engaged or qualified in a profession definition two: a person engaged in a specified activity as a main paid occupation rather than as a pastime. So right. uh, that's something I usually will start a class with that with students. I'm like, let's talk about what is a professional and and yeah. you know the, the, the slang way of saying it is like we get paid. We get paid to be professional designers, right? Like yeah. that's what a professional designer is. It's someone who gets paid. It's not just a yeah. hobby. It's not something that we just do for, I mean, hopefully we're having fun when we do it, but it's, it's what supports our our livelihoods. And, and just, I think that idea too, of like, well, what does that mean? What does it mean to be a professional?
0: Well, I think it's a little different in every context, but it gets to your point of like the exchange of goods and services. (laughs) You are exchange, you're for a fee, you are giving creative services and your time. And sometimes you bill for that differently. Sometimes you bill for that on an hourly basis or a daily basis. And sometimes it's a per project basis. There's a lot of nuance as to like how it can shake out, but at its core it's there's an exchange of goods and services.
1: Right. Money. Did you have that sense like when you were a student? No. I don't I didn't either. No. You know, I mean in a very vague way, okay, somebody's gonna pay yeah. me to do something. But right. it wasn't like, you know, certainly not the even that idea of like the like the, what you just said the exchange of goods and services, right? Like Yeah. I was just like someone please pay me <laughs> yeah. to make things.
0: Well, when a plumber comes to your house, you expect your pipe to not be leaking when they leave. Right. <laughs> so like there there has to be like outcome attached to that as well, and we have to think about that, I think.
1: Absolutely. There's no, a professionalism absolutely.
0: that goes along with that. Because, you know, at one point we had professional as both a noun and an adjective, right? right? And I think that's really important to talk about. Like, yes, you're a professional, a professional person, but you also behave professionally.
1: Right. So I have that. So as an adjective, professional relating to or belonging to a profession, right? So you're a part of that profession. Of it's something. being in that, acting in that way.
0: Right. And so there's a lot of nuance to it. So a lot of that has to do with something as simple as what you wear to work. You know, if you work at an advertising agency or a studio like mine, you can wear whatever the fuck you want. Like, (laughs) in fact, the more eccentric you are, probably the more interesting we're going to think you are, right? Like, um, but you could do that. But if you work at like Accenture or united or boeing like your bosses are essentially like engineers you know like that you might be in a marketing department but there's you know you're going to be existing in a different paradigm
1: absolutely I remember I went to visit um national geographic channel I was doing projects for them back in like the do in the late two thousands, and um, was down in DC. And was visiting some relatives, and I was like, "Hey, you guys want to go to lunch?" And so I met them for lunch, and um, mm-hmm. and they were all wearing like polo collared shirts. And I was like, "I was like, I was like, do you guys have a dress code?" And they're like, "Yeah," <laughs> they're like business casual. It's a corporation, you know, it's well, a business casual.
0: Is is Nat Geo a part of Turner? I think Fox. Fox. Okay. Well, also a very conservative network. Right. Right. So that's something that has to be just at least thought about in this professional practices arena. So like the difference between a more corporate job and a more boutique job. Absolutely. You know? And that doesn't mean the work's that different.
1: No, right? not at all. Right. It's just it's, what are the the kind of expectations of that particular mm-hmm. place? I remember when I um started working as a as a creative director feeling like I should probably get some, like, collared shirts. <laughs> and I remember I got, because <laughs> I think I just had, t- I mean, I'd been wearing T-shirts. That was my, that's what I wore forever. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember I thought I was getting really fancy. I got, like, a penguin T-shirt, like a penguin polo. With a collar, right, and it's basically just a polo. It's like a polo, but like a little more of a hip polo. And I thought I was really upping my my professional dress code, right? Yeah. But then when I went to teach at at uh, the SCAD, there's there's a dress code, right? And, oh, and it's, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and I was um, always
0: wondering why you were in, in button downs and like. Daughters. Right,
1: right. Yeah. No um, no jeans.
0: No, <gasps> no t-shirts. Jeans. No
1: jeans. No t-shirts. Really, no sneakers. You know oh, so see, it was uh, so i i went to the the brooks brothers outlet store that's and i started I <laughs> <laughs> yeah well because they have these non-iron button downs right oh, yeah, so those I, are the, the buttons. I have this this color yeah totally because it's just like so i i got a bunch of those and oh, then i got God. a bunch of like slacks and and um i kind of would try to push the line of like like Dressy sneaker, <laughs> you yeah. know what you I mean? Or, or throw I'm on my bands. Bombs. Yeah. But at the same time, too, like, especially my first year, I worked high the first year of teaching there because oh one, God. I just thought it was fun. It was like I was playing dress up a little bit because it's like, all right, I spent the bulk of my career to that point wearing t-shirts to work t-shirts, and dressing like yeah. I was in sixth grade, right? And <laughs> and also I'm like, oh cool, I get to like dress up and I got these fun like like suit vests, oh. right? And I wore a lot of those fun suit vests. Oh, and yeah, um, I remember
0: seeing it's interesting when we were doing like the montage for our teaser, I was like, why do you why are you I, was, I remember thinking like why
1: right. the fuck are you dressed
0: like this?
1: Well, you know what? When I first started, it was kind yeah, of a good me... thing because I've, I've kind of, ooh, nice pin. And I'm, now I gotta um, send you some. I am kind of a bit, ba- I got a baby face, right? I mean, now I, I yeah. grow a big old beard, but so it makes me look older. But when I shave this, I look like I'm like 12 years old. So when I first started teaching, I mean, like everyone mm-hmm. thought, I, you know, I just look like a student, even though yeah. I was like 30, 30 something at the time, I looked like I was right. like a young 20 and So wearing this, you know, wearing the the dress. Made you feel
0: the part. Yeah, Yeah. and it was
1: like a branding thing. Like the tie helped to kind of let the students know that I was actually their professor and not just another student.
0: What else are we going to talk about? There's lots of areas of professional practice that we're going to get really, really, really deep on over right. the course. And it's going to be like our professional practices series. So one is kind of understanding where you're applying, how do you decide that, um, all of that. So that and, idea
1: of areas of practice. Yes, I think is, is a good way to, to frame
0: it. To right. sum it up. Shut the fuck
1: up. What kind of job do you want? Because there are different types. That's another thing I didn't yeah. really know. Like it's just there's... And when I say naivety, I don't mean it in a negative at all. It's just a normal part. I was very naive because I just didn't know. I hadn't Mm -hmm. been exposed to that yet. Absolutely. You know, but something I try to do in in my class is to talk about this idea of areas of practice. And and I have a a little chart, a little infographic. Get it. There we go. So on this vertical axis, we're looking at, uh, what did I do? Full-time up top. So a full-time job on the on the other side of that is freelance, right? So there's like, you can work in a full-time capacity, work in a freelance capacity. And then there's this horizontal axis where we go from consistency to variety, right? So do you, are you the kind of person who likes to work on the same type of thing? Like to be, you know, so working in-house... At a brand, right? right? If you work for Nike, you're going to be working on Nike. On that's, Nike. you're going to, you know, there's going to be variety within that, but that's mm-hmm. still like you're working for that brand versus yep. working at, you know, Swarovski or any kind of creative agency. You're yeah. going to be working on a lot of it. You might be working variety. on Nike one week. You might be working on, you know, something totally different the next week. And, right. Even in a day, right? Like you might be working oh, on multiple yeah. projects at the same time for different brands because that's the gig, yeah. you know? So with this chart, like what I actually have students do, like me, I'm like here, right? No, I'm a freelancer who works on lots of different kinds of things, right? Like, so you're so, on the other like, side.
0: You're on variety side.
1: Am I? Oh yeah, thanks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put this back in the mistakes episode. There we go. Um <laughs> I'm like, we're here. And I actually, I'll I will I'll put this up on the, yeah. on the wall, right? And then students will go up and they'll kind of be like, I'm over. I'd like to be here. Or I'd like to be, yeah. you know, and let them kind of think about. And I always say that it's like, look, just because you say that now, like, that's not, it might change. Yeah. Right? This isn't fixed, set in stone. But if you can have at least a sense of where you'd like to go. Totally. You can, you can save a lot of energy by not targeting some of these other areas that you're not as interested in. Now, yeah. I think it's important, really important the thing and say, it's like, look, in the beginning, you just got to get your foot in the door get some, a job. somewhere, yeah. anywhere, like do anywhere. something. So you might want to be a full time at a brand, right? Right. But all you're getting is, you know, opportunities to do some, some junior R- freelance R- stuff R- here. R- R- yeah. That's fine. Do it right. Like yeah. that'll get, you need to get your foot in the door to mm-hmm. eventually get wherever it is you want to get to. So we talked
0: about what kind of jobs we talked about where,
1: Oh yeah. What do you do? <laughs> what does a designer actually do? Yeah. What's the role, right? How do you fit?
0: Yeah. And I was actually thinking as you were talking about consistency to variety, I was thinking, you know, there's also something to be said for having such a specific job where you just lay out type. They just look at you as a type layout person versus like the jack of all generalist. And uh, yeah. you know, that's interesting. It gets a little more nuanced later on in your career, but the idea of specialization versus generalist could be another kind of that like x-axis <laughs> in that in that graph there, absolutely. you know, absolutely. Um,
1: but what do they do? Contributing, contributing to a creative, creative team. team. So maybe what that? is that? What's a team? What's a creative team, Aaron?
0: What does that look like? Right. Yeah. Well, you have all these different. We're going to actually do an episode that probably isn't a professional practices episode, but an episode that really helps you understand the hierarchy of our genre. Where we talk about creative directors and art directors and creative leads and senior designers, senior motion designers, producers, interns, interns like <laughs> ad, admin stuff. We're going to oh, talk about sales, that. sales PR, PR all, all that. We're going to show all you all the jobs. <laughs> and that's part of this. Profi- I guess it is part of professional practices because it's the paradigm you're going to exist in. You are a piece of this big ship and you're rowing and you're doing your job, but there's got to be other people doing their jobs too. And then you also have to understand that like a creative director in our field is different than a creative director in advertising or, and, and so... It gets a little bit fuzzy, I think, for people because it is the same names. People are saying the same things, but it doesn't necessarily translate.
1: No. I mean, it's interesting because I think in in some ways, like an art director, creative director, yes, they're the lead of the creative, but how that creative plays out very different in say production design versus motion design versus ad agencies. Totally. But we'll, we'll dig into that. I was thinking about when you're talking about the row, like the ship where you're rowing and you know, the creative director is like the person who's yelling row, row,
0: What is that person called?
1: (laughs) Oh, on on like a crew team? Isn't that like the coxswain or something?
0: I think so. I wanted you to say it. You
1: didn't want to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you got it. Well played, well played, Um, (laughs) Shirofsky.
0: Okay. I'm being very professional. Yes. You wrote this one. I think this is really great. What is my value proposition?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like like day one of the class. Like exercise one is for students to Mm -hmm. write a reflection, sort of a journal type reflection to share with the whole Mm -hmm. class of like... What's your value proposition? Yeah. What is it that you bring what are you bringing to the table? What are your strengths? What are your skills? Mm-hmm. And can you identify those accurately? <laughs> and can you communicate <laughs> those in a way that's yeah. You know, with some intention. Again, it's another way to yeah. frame like Because it's so funny It's like Oh another one of these memes Um, It's I should find it But it's popped in my head It's like that thing When someone asks you To explain Like What you do Or like Explain your strengths And all of a sudden You get that You just freeze Deer in headlights Sweat pouring off your face Right And you forget how to talk (laughs) Well I mean
0: like When I When I'm in an elevator With somebody Like the elevator pitch If you're in Like if you got like The president of like Universal or something And you're pitching yourself Like who are you Who am I in the outside Oh, I'm Aaron i on a motion design, design driven production company, whatever. Like I got to have that spiel down and it's got to be ready right. to go. Succinct,
1: you know. clear. And also like, we talk, I mean, I feel like this gets to become kind of like a, a, a buzzword, but authenticity, I think it being really authentic. Honest. Like yeah. you just have to, yeah, you, you want to feel it, right? You want it to be true and you want to say it in a way that you believe it. Because if you believe it, they're going to believe it.
0: Like, I'm all about honesty and transparency. And we just had a pitch. Not a, it wasn't a pitch. It was more like a meeting to talk about capabilities to see if they could use us in an interesting way direct to a brand. Um, and they were like, they had a whole ton of questions. It was like a very like professional, <laughs> meeting, you know, it was a very financial services company, yada, yada, yada. So we're, we're having this meeting and they were like, so do you do this? And I'm, we were like, nah, like. If you want, we can like facilitate working with a company you know and trust, or we've certainly prep files for that, but we don't we don't do that. And we don't it's have not the your wheelhouse. They were like, "Oh, it's so different talking to somebody that's like not like a big agency that tries to pretend to be everything." Yeah, like,
1: we can sure, do that. We can do it. Sure, why not? <laughs>
0: right. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not like what I want to do for my life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because it's like, yes, yeah. if you don't define those borders and parameters for what either you like to do or what you're capable of doing, you know, you might get stuck doing something you don't like to do. Or you might get yeah. yourself in over your head trying to accomplish something that's like yeah. just not within your, your skill set.
0: Or as simple as this. It's not this, fun. It's like, I've
1: done were- that. I've done that before where I'm like, really? oh, I should have said no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I get myself into, I don't do it as much mm-hmm. anymore, but like photo, real visual effects, 3D, mm-hmm. not my strength, not my yeah. wheelhouse, not even necessary. I mean, it's cool. I appreciate it. But like every time I, I've agreed to try to do that, because I just can't, I can't do it as well. And, and the client wants something that looks like a mm-hmm. photograph but in 3d and that's to me a, a very specialized type of skill set you know it and, is and yeah it's not it's you know you want to stylize 3d you want you want to like you know turn yeah. a logo into 3d extrude some type do some fun like like yeah I'm all over it but yeah I get myself into trouble so I pass I pass that I on pass. I'm like why don't you pass. talk to so-and-so why don't you talk to Sakani? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, like, for real, for real. So that's really important. And then what we're going to talk about, and that's along the lines of this value proper proposition, is really, truly having an accurate sense versus an inaccurate sense of your professional value, right? And, and where it's placed in our paradigm, And that's, it gets to what you're talking about. What is my value proposition? But I find it so interesting. And even as when I, when I think about myself as a younger artist, like I didn't understand really the context. And I probably appeared to have a very big head because of it, a big ego.
1: Me too. When I said totally, I didn't mean for you. I meant for me as well.
0: (laughs) Because like, as you, as you get older, I think one of the main thing that happens to you is you realize the more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know. Right. right? And you're open to hopefully like being taught or bringing in other people with those skills to kind of shore up any areas of expertise that you need to cover that you can't, but like, That happens over time because, you know, when you come out of school, especially not having really a professional practices class other than how to like make a portfolio and print it out and put it in a leather round book. (laughs) Like that was it. I, you know, Mm -hmm. that was all there there was.
1: No discussions about culture, no like real, nothing like that. Yeah.
0: So when you go into this world and everything is, I think for creatives, because the work ultimately that's produced is creative we think we're the most important part of the process.
1: Right, We're the ones you're about, making it. You're all about, you're about to get illuminated.
0: And, you know, like as a business owner, I can say, yeah, that's a really important part. How you make the pizza is really important. It's got to taste good. It's got to be the best pizza you've ever made. But like we got to buy dough <laughs> and we got to, you know, get people in the door and There's other areas. Somebody's got to bring it to your table. There's all these other aspects of running a creative company or a division of a bigger company that's creative that, you know is functional. So it's just really fits fits together. together.
1: together. Right. Right. You know, you got me me think of something when we were talking about that idea of, you know, what we don't know, what we don't know. Right. That's sort of that naivety. And that's, that's normal. That's natural. That's Mm -hmm. a part of the process. Right. And then there becomes as, you know, the next stage, at least for me, it's sort of, there's, it becomes an insecurity around what we don't know. I had where it's like, oh, wait, I don't know that. Oh, then it's like, you know, yeah. And then that next stage of growth is embracing, embracing not it knowing. Yes. because then it's like, Oh wow, I can learn something new right. or just getting excited about like, and, and that's, I don't know if that's like the stages of knowing three stages of knowing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Maybe. thinking, you know, not knowing, being scared about it. And then, being like, cool, I don't know about that. I'm going to figure it
1: out. Yeah, let's figure, <laughs> let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. Yeah. I don't know if I've talked about this, but like that idea of like crowdsourcing learning with like students, it's fun, right? Okay. If they ask me something I don't know, I'm like, let's figure it out. Let's find out. Let's do the yeah. research. Let's work on this together. And it becomes fun, right? Yeah. Which I think, you know, is a good measure of learning if you're enjoying probably.
0: Totally. Totally we're going to talk about interpreting a creative brief um and problem solving and this is that. like
1: what is a what is a brief right oh yeah what is a brief right
0: yeah and then like what are the different ha-
1: stages of problem solving
0: right so everything from concept dev through production and finishing finishing and and then how your role in that is ultimately produced, like there's efficiency and time and deadlines and, you know, and then finishing strong with meeting your deadlines and being on budget and having your team happy with you and having your client happy with you and cleaning up your project files when you're done, archiving properly, yada, yada, yada. Right. All of those are a very of, big. A lot of
1: diplomacy, a lot of managing relationships. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, so that's like understanding the paradigm that your role is going to fit into. And I think that's really, really, really important. So not only to become an expert at what you do, but to know that, like, hey, you're not the only one doing, there's other people doing and we're all got to be a team. Okay, so after we get through all that, we're going to talk a lot about soft skills. I always talk about soft skills. Top line, it's like reliability, communication, attitude, just being a good coworker, human being. You know, all of that stuff. That if you do have a big ego and that supersedes like collaboration, <laughs> it's gonna be a hard go. You know, in motion design because. Most of it is very collaborative, unless you're like off doing your own thing, artist style, it's just you. But even the greats collaborate, you know, because like I know my name's on everything, but I'm not the only person doing anything.
1: No, I mean, and even, you know, I've been working remotely solo for a long time now, right? Um, Yeah. There's still a ton of soft skills, like a ton, because I got to interact with who I'm working with. Right. And mm-hmm. I have to do that in a way that's effective. That's got to, you know, we'll get into all that, but yeah. So important.
0: Yeah. So we talked about like preparation to a certain extent, but this is a, uh, another thing we're going to do a big episode on is what you need to enter the motion design workforce. So preparation, like building a wheel, a wheel, <laughs> building the wheel, you,
1: you need to be able to build a wheel, build The wheel, okay?
0: Preferably Just, a wheel of cheese.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you can do that, Aaron will hire you. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: will hire you. Those big wheels of, like, farm um, are Remember that? Expensive. I
1: sent you that link when I was like, check that's this out. It was like a $2,000 wheel of Parmesan cheese that weighed, like, 80 pounds. And I was I like, mean- I can't believe this is so expensive. <laughs> and I was
0: like, that's a lot of cheese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, yeah.
0: Okay. So not building a wheel of cheese or a wheel for your cart is a real, R-E-E-L. R-E-E-L. A reel. And we're actually going to do a lot of talking about reels because we have a, an episode that's going to be exclusively about us giving feedback to people's reels. It's called Real Time Real Talk.
1: Actually, <laughs> I'm still thinking about the, the wheel wheels. of
0: cheese. <laughs> wheel Time Real <wheel> Talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should do some fun gifts. Let's do it. Oh, my God. <sighs> uh, <but I> think- <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a time that we uh we did a um a labs we have this weekend workshop series and just before the pandemic hit we did a freelancing seminar and we had all these people come to the office and it was um us and Joey from School of Motion and we did this thing together I think it's available online he had the whole crew film it he's very professional that School of Motion they like kind of are super dialed in like that anyway so we're doing it and man we proofread this deck over and over and over again and boom it pops up and it says (laughs) freelancing (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Free
0: logic. It's just like the biggest piece of type and the whole deck is spelled wrong. And so free is a funny word in our studio. Did
1: you guys have a big an laugh big big about it? Or oh was it God. a cringe? No. All right, that's it, was, it was hilarious.
0: <laughs> the stakes were low. I mean, like, all you could do is prepare, prepare, prepare. I mean, it wasn't like a main title sequence that got delivered yeah. with somebody's name spelled wrong. Oh, fuck that. That's like... That's not good. But this is like, it's just like a workshop in the studio and it like proved a point. You got to keep proofing.
1: I mean, we are, and we are human. You know, I do that with my students a lot. Like I will, I'm like spell check, (laughs) you know, because when they pitch, when they present their decks and their pitching concepts and their process book, and I'm just like, boom, typo. (sighs) boom, burning. Boom. boom, not widow. left, a line, not a line yeah. widow. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, and, and it's, you know, I don't want to be like, it's not like trying to be like a horrible bastard, bastard, like calling out all the, th- but it's like, look, like you do. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, look, wow, if you send this to them. your client, it's like, okay. that doesn't look professional
0: yeah, to have a typo, okay.
1: especially when I'm like, you know, you, we all have, you use an InDesign spell check, right? The tools there. Just run really?
0: I can't um, stress enough somebody having a friend that's a good editor or a good writer in a different discipline to literally look at mm-hmm. everything you do.
1: Proof it. Proof it.
0: Proof your website, proof um, everything. What was the
1: other thing I was gonna say is um oh yeah, when <laughs> students show up late, I, I had them do a thing. Like I give everyone like a I give it's them like pass. one a free pass. Because it's like, you yeah. know, there's traffic, things happen, okay. I get it, right? But Second time they do a style frame. Like I will not be late to class style and frame. they have to do it. That's the style frame and they have to do okay. a type treatment and make it, I will not be late to class. And, and then we would post it to the class Facebook group and we post that. it. And, and, um, some of them were like, Oh, you know, you're public shaming us. I'm like, well, <laughs> i like, this is more about, again, like how you do anything style. is how you do everything. Every so if you're going to roll in late here, yeah, that means you might be rolling late to your job. And that means you 100%. get fired. So if I can yeah. teach you to treat this, and it's tricky because it's like there's a class. They're paying to come to this class. It's right. not like, you know, I can't fire them. Dude, but They're
0: disrupting <clears throat> the class. They're coming in there's late. There's that too. You, That's know, what it, like you know, like other know. people are learning that also yep. paid for the class. Like if you're going to be I, disrespectful. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then I got you know. it, it, it. It interrupts my flow, and I, I don't like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I if I'm it. late to a meeting and everybody's gotten started, they're starting over because I yeah. just got to the meeting, and that feels really shitty. You right. know, so right, it's it's that's a really important, I think, lesson that there are consequences. <laughs> okay, I love that. So in this preparation, class, in this pre- preparation, um, professional practices episode, we're going to cover. Just getting top line good reel together. What that looks like, where it should be posted, and how it can be presented, like on a website. Is it Vimeo, YouTube? Like depends on all the things.
1: All the places.
0: We we talk about resumes a lot because we. I don't know why we do, but we do. I like them. I, it's I an think important that document. Have never use them. I think the act of writing a resume is maybe even more important than the resume itself. Just that collection of knowledge, it's all anyway. I think it's a good thing, but we'll talk about that in detail. A cover letter. Cover letter. Intro email. Yeah, but it's like an intro introduction email. And again, that that also is gonna depend on where you're applying and how, you know, how they have like we have this like interactive form that happens when you're applying and it's like tell us a little bit about yourself, like put your resume here. Put a link to your portfolio here. Is there anything else you'd like us to know? Send us a picture of your pet. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's our process. So it gives you an indication of our culture. But like, again, if you're applying at Deloitte or Accenture or something like that, yeah, it might need to be a little bit more traditional. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, what might be interesting for us to cover too is just like, employable skills in the context right like what are those and Mm -hmm. you know to what degree do they matter right Right. like typography i think is like huge huge
0: okay we'll also talk about your social media presence so you might think it doesn't matter get one Get one. Well, get anti, one and be anti careful. Anti-establishment
1: folks. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I get some students who are just like you know they're just not like there's and I get it and I'm like LinkedIn then just have a LinkedIn because you can apply for jobs
0: through yeah. that. Okay, so this has been a good episode. <laughs> Yes. and Keep it professional. Keep think, it
1: professional. Keeping it professional
0: <laughs> well, it's a lot of food for thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's nuance to everything and everybody's a unique person and they got to see how they fit into whatever paradigm they want to make for themselves. We're just hopefully here. We're putting ourselves out there to say what we've learned yeah, um,
1: and learning how to navigate these sort of professional waters because it's there's yeah. there's different layers to it, and yeah. I think you know again just bringing it back to that like you want to be mm-hmm. authentic, you want to keep your integrity, but, but you got to kind of understand the landscape and 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 learn how to. Um, I don't know. I lost my thought.
0: Well, you got to you got to <laughs> learn how to to a certain extent fit in.
1: Yeah. You know. That's it. Learn how to do that.
0: Yeah, and how to make yourself of service and and not yes. super fucking annoying.
1: Yes, be of service. And that's, yes, no, that's, that's probably the thing. And that's what helps me the most is like, when I get lost in my ego um, or, or just uncertainness, it's like, okay, what's the maximum service to this point in the process? If I can right. kind of fall back on that, I can get it out of my own way.
0: Right, right. Well, thank you, Austin. It's been a fun day. Thank you,
1: Erin. It's
0: been wheel, yeah. It's been wheel. It's been wheel. <laughs> Bye.